0: Welcome to the Angel Investors Network podcast, the first national angel group founded online in 1997, dedicated to perpetuating free enterprise, capitalism, and supporting the American dream. In addition, Angel Investors Network is the organization behind the powerful Mastermind Investment Club, dedicated to harnessing the philosophy of a mastermind to increase success with their investment portfolio. Cliff Locks is a serial entrepreneur with three successful exits and an angel investor. On the podcast, Cliff brings together the most successful privately held companies in America to share with you how they grow their businesses and you can too. And now here's your host, Cliff Locks. I'd like to welcome John Bennett, the executive director of Sunny Days in Home Care to the Angel Investors Network podcast. Your company has enjoyed some great growth. Let me share a few highlights. You're on the Inc 5000 list with close to 200% growth in three years. The company was founded in 2011 and you currently have 684 employees. That's impressive growth and an amazing headcount. I see your team acquired Daily Care in 2017 and you created a franchise model to expand sunny days to reach a great number of people in need and grow your market area. John, you're recognized in a significant need for in-home services across the country. And Sunny Days is incredibly passionate about providing these services as you continue your well-choreographed growth. John, our podcast listeners are successful and interested in both how you continue to enjoy life in their homes by aging in place. For example, my dad is 90. My mom is in her 80s. And they're living in their home I grew up in close to 60 years ago. I can see your business model is playing an important role when you look at the demographics. They're in your favor, as there are 64.1 million baby boomers, which now account for 22.9% of the U.S. population. Baby boomers were born between 1946 to 1964, so the youngest baby boomer is turning 54, and our oldest is 72 years old. The data came from the 2017 Census Bureau report. John, how'd you get started?
1: Thank you for having me here. I want to first off say that. And uh, yeah, we got started uh, back in 2011. Um, Our founder uh, was looking at the business and he actually was in uh, home health sales and just saw that most people were kind of out there for the dollar, which is important, but there weren't a lot of people in this space in our area that were focused on really meeting the client's needs. You know, and here at Sunny Days, you know, our motto is that client care is priority one. And that's kind of what we built the business on, you know, making sure that, you know, mom or dad or grandma or aunt Susie or, you know, whoever it may be is, is getting the kind of care that they need. You know, they're getting matched up with somebody that, uh, that fits their personality. That's able to just provide them what, what their desire is. Um, and we really focused on that relationship and, you know, you have great customer service and, and the money will follow that. So that's kind of, kind of how, uh, you know, it came about and, you know, we started off pretty small, um, started out in the upstairs bedroom of, of a house, um, our founder and his wife, and uh, he did all the front end growing the business, and she did payroll on the back end, and we've grown to the point where, um, so, you know, we have you know over 600 employees, we have about uh, 30, you know, admin, uh, about 10 people in our office now, and I'm um, actually in our own office space now, it's been kind of a crazy journey since 2011 to, to get to this point. Well, when you look at your career,
0: how did you you know get to this point on your own? In other words, you, you part of the yeah, team, yeah. you know, it's just amazing the growth.
1: Yeah. So I, um, I used to be a, a educator, um, I was a high school statistics and, and math teacher. And, um, I also had my own uh, asphalt business. Uh, I started back when I was in college and I uh, had done that for a while and uh, my in-laws actually started the company. And talked to me about possibly getting involved and uh, see you know, if this is something that interests me. And uh, because of my business background and, and the training aspect that's involved with this, um, with my education background, and said, hey, you know, you want to give a shot. And I said, sure, you know, teaching doesn't pay a whole lot, um, but I have a passion for doing that. And I thought, well, instead of, you know, teaching seniors, I'll get to teach senior citizens. Um, so I kind of made the transition over for there and, uh, you know, I've kind of applied some of the some of the business aspects I learned myself with my own asphalt business different industry, but you know business is business and um, yeah I've just kind of learned and, and grown it and uh, really uh, kind of enjoyed it um it's been a, it's been a smooth transition and something that I've become very passionate about um, and Here I am in 2018 and going strong and really looking at uh, you know figuring out different ways to continue to diversify our company and continue to advance it. Excellent. So, when you look at some of the
0: factors that are responsible for the team's success, you know what do you see there? In other words, I see passion, good business model, a lot of growth in the market. You know, what else really came together um, that allows you to continue this hyper growth that you have?
1: Yeah. So, I would say uh, just our business model. Um, we're we're a lot different than a lot of our competitors, um, and a lot of our competitors have someone who, who does staffing. And we don't we don't have someone who just does staffing. We have people that live in the community that oversee kind of all, spe- all aspects of the business. Um, they oversee staffing, you know, finding and recruiting caregivers. Um, they can go provide the care. They also oversee the clients in that community, uh, you know, going out, doing the assessments, figuring out what their needs are, what their care plan is, and then the ongoing relationship between them. And that's really, really been a good business model for us. It's allowed us to expand in areas where we might not necessarily have a physical location, but we have that that presence in the community, you know, kind of like a little pod in the community that does everything. Um, and that's really, really helped us because, you know, we, we have a field manager, you know, she'll go and find out that, you know, and this sounds cliche, but we come across this a lot that grandma has, you know, six or seven cats and we need to find a caregiver that's not allergic to cats. And, you know, sometimes that's, you know, you got checks people off the list. You may have a, a great applicant and they're allergic to cats and, and you can't use them there. So that's just, just a small example, but having that presence in the community has really helped. Um, you know, community members you will come up to us. You know, we have a lot of great relationships with with just different, you know, with schools, um, you know, funeral homes, just anything like that's in the community that's involved, businesses, that um, they know we're there, even though we may not have a physical office there, and that, that's really helped us.
0: So the referrals are really, really important at this point. So somebody's leaving a hospital, you know, for some care or something at that point, there needs to be a plan in place you know, they'll call you, you know, is that really where the growth is taking place? You know, it's referrals.
1: Exactly. Okay. It's referrals and, and you know, word of mouth. And if you, if you think about it, you know, if you ask yourself, you know, you kind of take away all of the, you know, is this caregiver a right fit? You know, what's the schedule? I mean what's the most important thing that you want when someone's going and taking care of your mom or dad or, you know, family member, you want to make sure that they actually show up and that they're there. Next. Um, and that that's something that we pride ourselves on. You know, we, we make sure that we are at shifts. And, that's, you know, we've really grown. We've taken some referral sources where, you know, we've got different cases where, I say, you know, my, my dad's kind of, he's difficult to deal with. Um, you know, we've had a couple other agencies in here. and You know, they don't, they don't last or they don't staff him. And we say, yeah, we'll take it. And, you know, obviously, depending on certain circumstances, but usually we'll take those cases and, and kind of win over dad improve ourselves and make sure we're in there and we're staffing that shift and that's really you know making sure we're in there and we have quality people in there taking care of them so you know we like to ask ourselves you know what I put I put this person in with my own mom and if the answer is no then we don't want to hire that person and that's kind of been a good rule of thumb for us and, and really helped us out
0: you know that helps me a little bit with the next question I have here you know what are some of the most common mistakes you see clients making you know is it a the children of that particular parent? Is it the dialogue between the two? I mean, it may be a little hard to uh, ask for help. You know, it's an interesting dynamic. How do you work through something like that?
1: Sure. So a lot, of my, a lot of mistakes that we see are where the children haven't really approached mom and dad yet, letting them know that they need care. Um, usually the person who needs care doesn't think they need care. Okay. Um, not all the time, but that, that seems to be, you know, a lot of our cases. And, you know, we'll get called by the daughter and she'll think, you know, hey, I, I want to get care for my mom. And they haven't talked to mom about that yet. Um, so that's something that we, you know, we've we showed up in the past. And you know, mom's like, why are you guys here? Obviously, the, the children are there as well. Um, and I hope like, well, mom, we thought, you know, you might need somebody to come help you out. And that, that doesn't work too well. What we usually recommend is whenever the daughter calls, you know, we'll ask the question, well, have you talked to your mother about this yet? Um, and if the answer is no, you know, then we'll give her some tips on how to present it. And there's different things that you have to say to present it. And usually it's not, you know, have somebody come help you. Um, it's, hey, maybe you need somebody to stop by for a little bit and uh, maybe there's some things that they can do for you. Um, a lot of people don't want to feel that somebody has to help them out. Um, and, you know, that's kind of kind of how we kind of ease into the situation without you know, without offending a person who needs care. So that's that's kind of a common mistake is making sure they're on the same page. You know, that's that's kind of a big deal. And then making sure siblings are on the same page as well. And we have a lot of cases where there's multiple siblings involved and, you know, the brother may want one thing and the sister may want another. And then another brother may not think there's any care that needs is needed at all. Um, and we really try to encourage, you know, to get everybody on the same page. Or, you know, three out of four siblings want nothing to do with it. That's fine. But the one that's involved make the decision. So you're kind of getting those family dynamics set up is, is one of the definitely the challenges that we run into.
0: So you're really solving problems at this point. You're providing guidance, count
1: Definitely. Yeah. And it's just kind of learned. I mean, there's, there's different you know tips that we've kind of picked up on over the years of, of how to present it to just, you just deal with a lot of situations. And there's always going to be something new that you, you haven't planned for. But uh, the other thing that's really fun is educating. This is the part that I really enjoy is kind of educating these family members on the different options out there that can help pay for care. You know, we get people that aren't able to afford care and we really try to work with them. Maybe, you know, maybe they want 12 hours a day, of care and they can't afford that you know we'll work with them and maybe we go in three hours in the morning and and three hours in the evening um you know help get the loved one out of bed get breakfast made, maybe make a lunch that they can heat up in the microwave um and then we'll come back and help them you know maybe get bathed and ready for bed in the evening and you know that's half the cost to them you know six hours in the day versus 12. we always talk to them about different different um opportunities out there for them to get paid you know is there was somebody a veteran in the family you know was a spouse a veteran or do they have long-term care insurance um maybe they qualify for some kind of waiver through medicaid uh, medicare is going to start paying here in 2019 depending there's a lot of different unknowns in that but going to start paying um, some home care as well so there's a lot of different options out there where if you know a family necessarily can't afford something that we really try to work with them and figure out a way to you know a way to get that plan in place especially if you know if mom or dad really need care we want to make sure they get that care
0: very innovative. I mean, I've seen that in my own family dynamics at this point. So the idea of splitting up a day, the real needs in the morning and, and later in the evening, is a, it's a brilliant way. You guys are very, huma- you know, it's humane. I mean, it's just a kindness yep. uh, and it's a, just an amazing business model. I can see why the referrals are coming in very, very strong for your team. Let me ask you, how, you know, going to the business side of it, how'd you grow so fast? I mean, just doing some great things in the market.
1: Great question. So re- really, you know, making sure we have that customer service and, you know, part of the growth. You know, I just like to think of the. Uh, I read a lot of stuff by Tim Ferriss, and uh, there's I forget who they talked to, but they talked about kind of like a bathtub analogy, and you want to make sure that you keep that drain shut as much as possible with losing business. As you're continuing to add water to the bathtub to grow your business, you know, that's, that's something that we really didn't lose a lot of clients other than your typical, I mean, an unfortunate thing in our industry is we do lose people for death or maybe they, you know, they have such severe medical needs that they're not able to stay at home anymore. You know, we, we don't have much turnover with clients um, and that, that really helped us grow from, uh, you know, that aspect of it. And the other thing that's really helped us out is we developed um, our own app um, that's helped us be completely paperless. So, you know, we have somebody that may be out doing a uh, client evaluation two hours from our office. Well, they have to get that paperwork back to the office. We have to get it filed, do everything in the system. You know, how does that happen? Well, there's a lot of drive time and everything else. And with our own app, as soon as it's submitted, um, it uploads to our cloud and, and the office. So our office staff is able to take it and run with it. And it just it's helped us be way more efficient, um, be able to get things started more quickly, um, be able to file everything more quickly. And that's, that's really helped with, you know, not having to worry about that paperwork. It frees up our, our field staff to go out there and, you know, grow the business even more.
0: So you built in automation on the IT side, which is really helping manage the growth at this point. So as the foundation is strong, you're really in a position where you can go in and continue to expand into other markets and grow out the franchise business and be confident you're going to deliver a very, very consistent, high quality product.
1: Yes. yeah, And that's, that's kind of our goal is to automate everything that can be automated, but we know the actual relationships with our clients, with their family, um, and with our caregivers can never be automated. You know, that relationship is very important that that's face-to-face, in person or over the phone. So, you know, we automate what we can, but the parts that shouldn't be automated or shouldn't be not personal, we want to make sure that that's where it's supposed to be.
0: Excellent. You know, I ask all my guests this question, you know, looking back, what would you do differently?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, just kind of pursue the automation aspect sooner. Um, with getting our app developed, that really has helped us just, just be more efficient. Um, and I think it would help us lots. I mean, you think something as simple as if the state rolls out a new regulation that we must include in our paperwork, or we have to go out into the field and get all of the old paperwork and get rid of it and make sure everybody has new paperwork. Whereas now when we have everything electronically, I can just go in and, and, you know, make one or two clicks and you're good to go. And everybody has it right away. And that's something that we really started that in 2016, and I think if we started that maybe sooner, that would have that would have helped us get you know grow more quickly you know up to that point. So that, that's probably the biggest thing I would say, just kind of start the automation sooner.
0: Have you given any thoughts on being able to you know, the industry is vast; it's across the whole United States at this point. You know, that software that you may have, there may be very welcome to you know some of those that are not in the markets that you're addressing at this point, and another revenue stream. Any interest in on that end?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've actually we've talked about that. Um, and that's something that that i've looked into i'm not that's something that i'm not as familiar with that space of kind of uh you know marketing and app that you have mm-hmm. um, out there to uh you know be another stream of revenue but It is something we've been very interested in and kind of thought about You know, That's something I need to just spend some more time looking into yeah i mean that's we've we've looked at expanding it even too i know there's a kind of the duglification of home care if you will okay and you know that's that has some flaws you know has some great aspects to it but um, a lot of, that takes away a lot of personalization and trust. You know, I've kind of looked into some different ways to maybe maybe have that kind of on-call aspect set up, but while still having kind of the guarantee of an agency and having that trust there. And, and we've kind of looked at sort kind of adding that into our app too in the future. Uh, yeah, that is definitely something that, you know, kind of started to pursue a little bit, but uh, I need to learn more about.
0: Help me understand, in other words, are you looking for those in the industry that are to join, to be a franchisee, or you're looking to train new individuals that have high net worth to become a franchisee. It's actually, from my point of view, compassion and giving back. It's profitable. Plus, you have this other side on the humanistic side that you're really helping society.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, great question. So, we're I mean, we're kind of open to both. Um, we've we've looked at both. And it depends, you know, if we have someone that's kind of converting to us from that aspect of a existing franchisee. You know, why are they converting to us? You know, what what do they want to bring to us? What what aren't they getting currently? You know, and it, it comes down to if they have compassion. You know, that you got to be in the business to have compassion. But obviously, you want to make money. Um, you know, but if you have, if you don't have really compassion for the elderly, it's kind of tough to get into it. Or maybe you necessarily don't, but the people that kind of run the show for you do. Um, you know, we've seen that and experienced that as well. But we're looking for that and just people that are come, interested in coming in. I mean, it's obviously, I mean, it's a very profitable business. And you know, the demographics going forward, um, we have some kind of mapping software and it projects stuff out through 2025. And it's it's exciting to see you know what's what's coming down the pipe. You know, even even more, especially with people that we currently have that. Statistics show we're kind of living longer um, and we'll continue to get more baby boomers. So yeah, I mean, we're kind of interested in, in either aspect of it. It just depends, you know, the person has to have the, you know, the right mindset, you know, and the right reason for coming into the business.
0: John, tell our listeners how they can contact you to continue the conversation as an investor or a franchisee. Yeah, sure.
1: So uh, two different ways. Uh, you can contact us at uh, 724-260-5186. That is our office line and ask for John. Uh, or you can send me a direct email, that's john, J-O-H-N, at sunnydaysinhomecare.com.
0: Excellent. So I think uh, many of our listeners will enjoy having this continuous conversation. I know they've got the wherewithal to have a dynamic conversation on investing to see what your needs are at this point for the continual growth, and then the other side, you know, the idea of being able to build out a franchise uh, to really help a community at this point. and the demographics. I agree with you completely. I was just amazed. You know, we're looking at you know over twenty two point nine percent of folks in the United States are baby boomers that are going to need services. All right. Let me thank you for listening. You've reached the end of another episode of the Angel Investors Network podcast. Please feel free to contact me, Cliff Locks, on LinkedIn and angelinvestorsnetwork.com. We've been serving the needs of high net worth investors and entrepreneurs since 1997.
1: This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC.